Morning, y'all. I'm Stephen Artery, and for Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, June 27th. On this date in 1991, Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall announced his retirement. Marshall was the first black jurist to sit on the nation's highest court. And on this date in 2006, a constitutional amendment to ban desecration of the American flag died in a Senate cliffhanger. It fell just one vote short of the 67 needed to send it to states for ratification. Now, let's head over to the First Alert Weather Center for your Monday forecast. And good Monday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Starting out dry this morning, lots of sunshine. 70s will trade those in for the 80s at lunchtime and about 90 degrees for high temperature this afternoon. Small chance of a late afternoon evening shower thunderstorm. Better rain chance begins tomorrow as a weak cold front makes it in here and kind of stalls across the southeast. It's going to provide uh, plenty of moisture to work with as far as showers and thunderstorms. Scattered storms possible Tuesday, Wednesday. High temperatures will be in the 80s later this week. Rain chance goes down a little bit, but still a daily chance of a shower thunderstorm. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Some Americans fear they could lose more than the federal right to an abortion. They're concerned about birth control and same-sex marriage becoming illegal in some places. That's because of something Justice Clarence Thomas wrote when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Amy Kiley reports that fear is one of the many emotions resulting from that ruling. The reaction's emotional and at times violent. I'm angry, I'm fired up. That's after this Supreme Court ruling that overturns Roe versus Wade. Senator Lindsey Graham thanking former President Donald Trump for appointing conservative justices to the high court. This Trump ally calling the ruling a win for white life. President Trump, on behalf of all the MAGA patriots in America, I want to thank you for the historic Victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. She later said she meant right to life. Some Americans say they're afraid of what other rights they could lose next. In the majority opinion, Justice Samuel Alito says the ruling only involves abortion. But this concurring opinion from Justice Clarence Thomas goes further. He challenges the related legal basis that guarantees access to contraceptives and same-sex marriage. Clarence Thomas you say that there were errors in judgment made in those in those cases. I really suggest, Clarence Thomas, that you look in the mirror because that is the error in judgment. The fear that more rights are at risk has some pride events looking different this year. That as new battlegrounds emerge in the abortion debate. This fight is far from over, right? It goes to the states. I'm Amy Kiley, Live 5 News. And coast-to-coast protesters spoke out over the weekend for and against the Supreme Court's decision Friday to overturn Roe v. Wade. Now in the wake of the ruling reversing the 1973 decision that provided a constitutional right to abortion, states are scrambling to clarify their laws. At least 13 states have so-called trigger laws that lock new abortion restrictions into place after Roe v. Wade was overturned. Another 13 are likely to restrict access or enact bans soon. In apparent defiance of Justice Department guidance issued after the Supreme Court ruling, South Dakota's governor vowed to bar mail-order abortion pills saying, uh, while saying women should not be punished for seeking them. What the Supreme Court said 
was that the Constitution does not give a woman the right to have an abortion. Decision Friday finds most people disapprove of that historic ruling. A majority call it a step backward for America. Here in our state, six protesters at an abortion demonstration in downtown Greenville were arrested Saturday. Police say pro-life and pro-choice supporters began to confront one another on opposite sides of the street. About 500 people attended that event. The Greenville Police Department says officers tried to separate the groups on opposite sides of the street, but despite multiple warnings, some protesters disobeyed. Now, the city's picketing ordinance requires protesters to stay on the sidewalks on the grounds of city-owned areas. After several protesters started to enter the streets to confront each other, police decided to begin arresting those who refused to cooperate. Last week, Attorney General Alan Wilson filed an emergency motion to allow the state to start enforcing the fetal heartbeat law as soon as possible. A court has given companies like Planned Parenthood until this morning to respond. If approved, doctors are required to perform ultrasounds to check for fetal heartbeats about six weeks into a pregnancy. If a heartbeat is detected, the abortion can only be performed if the pregnancy is caused by rape or incest or if the mother's life is at risk. Well, Senator Lindsey Graham is praising former President Trump for appointing justices that would go on to overturn Roe versus Wade. This is a huge victory uh, for the pro-life movement. Uh, President Trump deserves a lion's share of credit here. He fought like a tiger to put three constitutional conservative judges on the court. He stood behind Kavanaugh and all of us who've been working for the last 50 years to get this right, to have a constitutional reset, Friday was a glorious day. Graham also says he disagrees with Justice Clarence Thomas's opinion in the decision. And it Thomas indicated that previous rulings protecting same-sex marriage and contraception access should be reviewed by the court. Graham says Roe versus Wade was distinct from other rights protected by other due process precedents. Meanwhile, Georgia Democratic nominee for Governor Stacey Abrams says the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade is, quote, appalling. She explains how that decision will affect many women and families in Georgia. In Georgia, where half of our counties do not have an OBGYN, it can be that they won't find out they're pregnant until after it's too late to have this medical opportunity. Women deserve bodily autonomy. They deserve the right to make these choices. And in Georgia in particular, in a matter of days, this six-week ban will be the law of the land. Abrams noted that Georgia has one of the highest maternal death rates in our country. Friday's decision is the most consequential Supreme Court decision in decades. Abrams says the action transforms the landscape of women's reproductive health in America. A victim found shot outside the Charleston Heights Motel on Rivers Avenue Saturday night is now in the hospital with bleeding on the brain. Darnell Brown remains behind bars after appearing in a bon in bond court yesterday. Brown is charged with attempted murder and possession of a gun during a violent crime. North Charleston police arrested him yesterday morning. Brown was denied bond on the attempted murder charge and his bond is set at 100 or was set at $100,000 for the possession of firearm during a violent crime charge.
The South Carolina Highway Patrol is investigating a deadly crash out of Berkeley County. Troopers say that crash happened Saturday night at 1130 on Ranger Drive and involved a Jeep SUV. They say the vehicle was traveling east on Ranger Drive when it ran off the roadway and flipped. The driver and passenger were ejected from that car. The driver died on the scene and the passenger was taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. Well, state lawmakers recently approved $600 million to fast track the widening of I-26 in a 33-mile stretch of 95 from four lanes to six. The I-26 project is expected to be complete in 2034, six years ahead of schedule. The I-95 portion will be done by 2030, two years sooner than planned. The funding is made up of $450 million from COVID-19 money and $130 million from the state budget. The widening will start at exit I-95 or 195 and Jedburgh Road and extend all the way to exit 125 in Lexington County. The South Carolina General Assembly is returning to Columbia tomorrow on their agenda, considering nearly $53 million in local projects. Governor Henry McMaster wants that funding out of the $13.8 billion state budget. All the money would go towards items put in by lawmakers for local concerns. That includes $25 million for a quantum computer facility in Columbia, $7 million for a cultural welcome center in Orangeburg, and $500,000 to improve the state at Somerville High School. Well, Dorchester County is breaking ground on a new library in North Charleston this morning. And our Molly McBride, she met with the Dorchester County Council member to hear more about what this library will bring to the community. Good morning, Molly. The $5.9 million project is a collaboration between Dorchester District 2 and the County Council. And they say it's going to be a forward-thinking library that both the school and the community can use. The library is going to be located in between Fort Dorchester High School and the North Charleston Aquatic Center. I spoke with Todd Friddle, Dorchester County Council member for District 4, who says everyone in the community will be able to use the space. He says there will be audio and video editing rooms, classes for adults, and more. The 15,000-square-foot library is expected to be finished in July of next year. During school hours, part of the library will be used by Fort Dorchester High for, as a multimedia center, and the rest will be open to the public. After school hours, the entire facility will be for public use. Frittle said the library will also provide Internet access to students in the area, making it easier to do homework for those without Wi-Fi. He also spoke about other ways the new library will benefit the school. Now think about this. This is a 5,000 square foot multimedia center for the school system to be used during the day, which frees up 5,000 square foot in the school for expansion and other classrooms. The groundbreaking ceremony is taking place this morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit live5news.com and click on this story. Reporting live in North Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Celebrating a birthday today, singer-musician Bruce Johnston of the Beach Boys is 80, fashion designer Vera Wang is 73, writer-producer and director J.J. Abrams is 56, Olympic gold and bronze medal figure skater Victor Petrinko is 53, actor Tobey Maguire is 47, reality TV star Khloe Kardashian is 38, 
and actress Madeline Sweeten, who played the daughter in Everybody Loves Raymond, is 31. Have a great Monday, and thanks for listening to Morning, Y'all. I'm Stephen Artery. For Katie Kamen and the rest of the Live 5 News team, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning, Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.